You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's your inside pass to everything Saints football. And the kick is good. We'll take you to places most fans never go. We'll watch from 60. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room. Following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the 2022 season. That is going to be a touchdown. Taysom Hill. Taysom TD. Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. Brought to you by the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby! Hey, y'all. Who dat? And welcome in. My name is Jeff Nowak, WWL Digital Sports Producer. And I'm coming at you here with an emergency Inside Black and Gold podcast powered by the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. And obviously, we don't normally record on Wednesdays, but when there's news as big as we just got, I had to come on here and talk about it because, hey, wherever you land on the quarterback battle, we can say one thing. Andy Dalton is going to be the starting quarterback for the Saints in week eight. And if he does the job, if he gets the job done, It's his to lose. And we know that because Dennis Allen straight up told us on Wednesday, one of the first times all season, you could probably go and say that Dennis Allen just gave you a straight answer and told you what was up. And uh, that's what he did today in surprising fashion, right? This was not an announcement with pomp and circumstance. This was not even a real press conference. This was Dennis Allen on a conference call with reporters being asked directly about the health of his two quarterbacks heading into week eight. And this is what he had to say. Yeah, look, all the quarterbacks were, were full today. Um, you know, Andy's going to get the start again this week. Um, I feel like he's, he's played well offensively. I feel like we're in a little bit of a rhythm. We've been moving the ball effectively again. We've scored points. Um, and, and so uh, we're going to continue uh, down that road with Andy as the quarterback. Obviously, in that scenario, we followed up with him. And to make it clear, like you are naming Andy Dalton, the starting quarterback with Jameis Winston now listed as healthy. He was a full participant in practice. And DA said unequivocally, yes, that is what is happening. If there was any lingering question over whether Jameis was trying to get healthy or whatever, what else is, is coming at him? I don't know if he is 100% healthy, but this was not a decision made. And this is important. This was not a decision made based on the relative health of Jameis Winston. Remember, that's been the question each of the past four weeks as we've tried to figure out what the Saints were going to do with their starting quarterback position. And it's always been thrown back to health. Every single time EA would throw it back to health and say, you know, we're just trying to get guys healthy. Once we're healthy and we send them out there, 
then we'll be able to make a determination. He would say stuff like, we want to put the guy out there who gives us the best chance to win. And clearly, he feels like Andy Dalton gives this team the best chance to win. Now, I, I, I disagree with that personally. I think that James would have been a better option to go back to. But, hey, I'm just happy to be able to say, high or low, who's going to start a quarterback? Because personally, it had been getting annoying. I don't even care if I'm wrong or I was wrong. I'm just happy to be able to say, hey, this is what's happening. But so this is how the tone changed for DA today. And this is how he addressed Andy as the quarterback, which in his defense, he has been 100% in with Andy Dalton as the quarterback. You know, if you want to go with this, he came out today and said, Andy, keep doing what you're doing. Because <laughs> that's essentially what we've had. You know, every press conference, every post game, DA has come out and talked glowingly of Andy Dalton as his quarterback. So it should not be a surprise that he that they decided to go this route. You know, the surprise is kind of like, you know, why did you drag it out four weeks? But this is what he had to say today when he was kind of pressed on, you know, why Andy? I think it's a, I think it's a uh, it's an offensive decision. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, in the last four weeks, um, again, we're one of the top offenses in terms of moving the ball. We're one of the top offenses in terms of scoring points. And that's really the name of the game. Uh, and so uh, we're going to continue doing what we've been doing. Uh, we got to do a better job of protecting the football. Uh, and if we do that, uh, I think we can be highly effective offensively. Yeah, I mean, he's not wrong, right? Like you look at this offense and you look at an offense that's now running the ball better. You're in the top 10 scoring offenses. You're on the top five in terms of yardage. And a majority of that was generated from weeks four through week seven. So you give Andy Dalton credit for that. There, are, there have also been very, very high profile, you know, mistakes, right? He fumbled early in the first half against the Vikings that went in for points. You know, he threw three interceptions against the Cardinals on Thursday night football. This is a guy who has lost 18 consecutive primetime starts. And, and you know, the saints have a primetime game coming up in week nine. Maybe he can write that chip. Then who knows that's against the Baltimore Ravens on Monday night football, but it's a decision that is made that, you know, I'll give it credit for being a affirmative decision, a firm decision, a decision that you're not just kind of waffling back and forth with. And that's, what I think this team has been struggling with in the last several weeks. It's not that they don't think that Jameis or Andy can go out there and win a game. They're just not sure which to go with. And I think that uncertainty at a base level is a difficult thing for a locker room to come around, you know, to, to, to be cohesive with. So if nothing else, this kind of at least gives you a picture of what you're going to see on the field going forward. Now you might not like that picture, but that's the picture, right? And this is the guy who you are trusting to try to turn this season around because like it or not, this team at two and five is right there. There is a scenario where all four teams in the NFC South are three and five after week eight, because the Bucks play on Thursday night, the not an easy matchup. They face the Ravens and the Falcons and Panthers are facing off head to head and the Saints are hosting the Raiders. So <laughs> the Bucks lose the Saints win and the Panthers win. All four teams are three and five, and you are essentially just restarting from week eight and saying, okay, it's a nine-game season. So if you go out and you win a game this week, if you go out and you win a game next week, you are suddenly in control of that division. And so this is where you need to kind of make plant your flag in the ground and say, okay, this is where we are. You know, it comes at the expense of Jameis. And if you're a Jameis fan, you know, this is a bummer for you. And I, and I agree with that completely because – I was excited prior to the season starting to see Jameis go out there with weapons 
and show that, you know, he has become a better quarterback, that what you saw with the Bucs was not the story of his career. And it, now it's looking like he might not get that chance. I say might, because one thing that's important to keep in mind here is DA didn't come out and say, oh, okay, Andy's our starter the rest of the way. No question. We're going to ride or die with him, right? That is not what happened. There is a very important bit of this press conference, this conference call to keep in mind, and it is right here. Well, look, Jameis is back healthy right now. We're going to go with Andy uh, as we sit here right now, and if we continue to play well offensively and move the ball offensively, Andy will stay in there. And that's the rub, right? It's Andy's job to lose now, right? You are you can't even call it a quarterback change because he has been starting at quarterback the last four weeks. So you are effectively saying what we saw the last four weeks, we are happy with from an offensive perspective. Dennis Allen is a defensive head coach. He is a defense first person. So when he sees an offense putting up 30 points a game, he looks at it as, well, our defense should be able to hold other teams under 30 points a game. So the offense is working. We need to get the defense working. So I'm going to maintain the status quo on the offensive side of the ball and see if we can't figure out how to stop teams, how to stop the Eno Benjamins of the world, right? That's how he's going to approach this. And that's how he's going to approach fixing this season. And so that's why you end up with Andy Dalton as the starting quarterback. If Sean Payton was still the head coach, it might go the opposite direction because he's an offensive guy and he knows that he can get the offense sorted out and it's on the defense to figure it out on the other side, right? So I think that's what you've got here is someone that DA knows and he trusts versus an unknown in Jameis who, you know, he looked really good in that fourth quarter against the Falcons. You have to give him credit. He played through injuries in weeks two and three. I think that back injury was a lot more painful and a lot more impactful than it might have looked. And then in that week two game, he re-aggravated the ankle injury that had been bugging him since training camp. So those two games, it's tough because you don't want to hold those against Jameis and you don't want to hold him sitting out to get healthy against Jameis, but it does appear like it has lost him a job. So we'll see. But as DA said there, Andy's keeping the job, but the offense has to continue to excel, right? If Andy goes out there and lays a dud, then we are right back here and we are right back to talking about the starting quarterback, right? So as long as Andy continues to perform well in that offense, which is definitely not a given based on the fact that we still didn't see Michael Thomas at practice today. We still didn't see Jarvis Landry at practice today. You don't have Deontay Hardy. He's on injured reserve, right? So the weapons are limited. And if he goes in the tank and, you know, these last three games to be kind of get exposed as some weak defenses and, some, you know, big plays based on, you know, looks that other teams weren't expecting. And then once they kind of get the book, they clamp down a little bit, then you you consider it, right? You saw that with Trevor Simeon last year. And so if that happens with Andy, you're right back here and you're right back with this question. So I know I came on this saying, hey, we know we now have an answer. We don't have to talk about this every week. You very much still will end up talking about this every week if the offense struggles. Now, if they go out and they put up 30 points and this team looks cohesive and it looks like it's in a rhythm and you don't have any questions about whether the quarterback is generating wins, whether he is impacting winning, then Andy Dalton's going to continue, right? This isn't, this has now stopped being a kind of, okay, every week, regardless of what happens, we're going to recycle this quarterback question. We're going to start from scratch, right? No, if, if you get to the point where your offense is clicking and you don't wonder, then you don't wonder. And Jameis continues to sit on the bench. And <laughs> that's the thing. If you're a Jameis fan and you want to see Jameis in there, that's the frustrating thing because you're only going to see him if things, if things kind of go haywire 
and no Saints fan in their right mind should be rooting for this offense to take a step back, right? So, you know, kind of like last year, this isn't this is similar to last year, right? Where you end up with Taysom Hill in there and it's like, okay, this is a good enough offense that we can go win games. You just have to support the guy and then move on. I think you're in a similar scenario. Like the offense is what the offense is. We're going to see it. And it's really more about the defense stepping up. So to me, this is a really interesting time of year. It is a really interesting decision. It was a bold move for DA to come out on a conference call and say that. And it makes me question whether that was a plan, right? Because this does not seem like it was a planned announcement. And so did Jameis know prior to DA going on that call and telling the media that he was not going to be the starting quarterback, even though he's healthy? Uh, it's hard for me to believe that this there was a lot of forethought into that. So this could get, this could get sticky if it becomes a situation where it's like, why is why am I learning through the media that I've been benched? We saw Matt Ryan get benched, but we knew days in advance. And I, I find it hard to believe that the first time he heard about that was in the media. So I'm interested to see how that kind of develops because it's never a good look when your players are finding out things through the media that you should have told them first. And, you know, DA was asked directly about the quarterbacks. He opted to be honest. And I think that when we kind of go back and we look at DA's answers throughout the course of this offseason, throughout the course of this season, he has been reasonably straightforward with the media. Like he hasn't just straight up lied about anything. You know, he's been coy. He hasn't given us all the information, which that's, Every head coach in the history of time has done that. But generally speaking, when he's making a decision, he's telling us what it is, and he's not using the media to lead people the wrong direction, right? He's not using the media as a smokescreen, which has been done by coaches. Obviously, it's not, it's, it wouldn't be a, a novel thing. I don't think that's what's happening here, and I don't think that's what DA does. But there is a time and a place to do things. And if I'm Jameis Winston and I'm sitting there and I'm finding out for the first time that I'm benched, on Twitter by people tagging him on Twitter. <laughs> that's a, that's a rough look. So I'm not saying that's what happened, but if it is, then that's a questionable way to, to do business. Either way, it doesn't really matter. Andy Dalton is the quarterback for week eight, and he has done enough to earn that job going forward, assuming things don't go in the tank. I, you know, I think we saw this last year with Taysom Hill and we saw it to an extent this year is like, there's awkwardness when it comes to a quarterback competition, there's awkwardness when it comes to, you know, who's your guy and who do you want in there? But once the guy's in there as a fan, you got to support the guy, right? Like, like, it's like there was this kind of like underlying sentiment last year when Taysom Hill won four games at the end of the year that like, you didn't want to support him because you're worried he might do well enough that the team would fool themselves into thinking he was the starting quarterback. That didn't happen. Right. You know, this is 35-year-old Andy Dalton. At a certain point, you just got to get behind him and say, you know, maybe maybe he can pull a rabbit out of a hat and be this guy later in his career that he wasn't able to be earlier in his career with Cincinnati, right? Maybe this defense can get it together and Andy Dalton is able to do just enough to get this team where it needs to go. Now, I don't know whether that's the case, but one way or another, we are going to find out. We're going to start finding out this week when the Raiders come to the Superdome and, you know, what else, right? What else are you going to get? This is the Saints 2022 season. It's weird. It is what it is. And we're going to keep going. Jerry over here, he's staying positive. We all should stay positive. And, you know, at the end of the day, Andy Dolan has been solid as a quarterback, right? Like I, I've been, I've been very critical of his performance in terms of, you know, when your whole kind of thing in the offense is being a rock steady guy and you throw the interceptions, you are now not a rock steady guy. And so 
to me, you know, if, if this was the other direction, if Jameis Winston was the guy and you were considering whether you were going to go back to Andy Dalton, <laughs> would he have been given a pass for a three interception game and had the head coach come out and be like, keep doing what you're doing. Nothing you're doing is wrong. Keep doing it. I, I don't know. You know, <laughs> and that's what, you know, if, if you're someone who thinks that Jameis has gotten a bad shake everywhere he's gone, then I think you have a reasonable point to be made there because I have never seen a quarterback get as much positivity thrown toward him for a three interception game that effectively lost you, lost you the week. <laughs> then I saw Andy Dalton after week seven in Arizona. That said, I think he has played well enough for this team to win, and it is more about the defense. So if this is kind of Dennis Allen, you know, throwing caution to the wind and saying, you know what, I just need the offense to be stable so I can go over here and, you know, patch all these holes in the defense that have, that have cropped up in the defense that was supposed to lead you to a title, then, I, then, I, then I'm on board with it. Because I think that is the right approach, if that's kind of where your calculus is. Because the defense has to sort it out, right? It doesn't matter who the starting quarterback is if your defense is allowing 125 rushing yards a game, if Eno Benjamin is running for 92 yards in the touchdown, right? This offense, believe it or not, is leading the NFL in explosive plays. And Andy Dalton is a part of that. So <laughs> we're going to see how it goes. We might end up seeing Jameis Winston in a few weeks if this Andy Dalton offense has, turns out to be a mirage. I know a lot of people are going to disagree with this decision. And we're going to have plenty of time to talk about it. We don't have to get into any more of it here. This was just an emergency pod. I wanted to get this out there so that the podcast we posted on Wednesday morning, which is now very dated isn't the only thing you have to listen to. So I hope this was helpful to everybody. Again, my name is Jeff Nowak, WWL Digital Sports Producer. You're listening to Inside Black and Gold, powered by the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. Make sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Really appreciate it. Draw on Apple. Make sure to give us a rating and a review. We finally moved up to the first page of the New Orleans Saints search ranking. So woo-hoo, we're building. Um, but as always, I appreciate everyone being in here and I appreciate everyone listening, everyone commenting. You know, it's only going to get weirder from here, guys. So uh, strap in. Peace, y'all.